So there are many different ways of, of, of sitting. Um, the the cross-legged posture is um, is ideal, or it's the best of all the possible postures, um, because uh, you're giving your body um, a firm triangular base, uh, one which uh, enables you to sit uh, in a straight, but not rigidly straight posture, and is one uh, which can enable you, once you're uh, proficient in it, to sit for long periods of time uh, without any um, serious implications for your physical health. The, uh, the energies in the body, um, the chi or the prana or whatever you'd like to call it, uh, flow well in this particular posture. But it's not um, a compulsory. It doesn't mean that if you can't sit cross-legged that you can't meditate. And there are certain underlying principles um, that need to be maintained. However, one is that you want to be sitting in such a way that you feel uh, a sense of self-reliance, independence. Um, <clears throat> so not leaning back on anything, not being too comfortable. You know, comfortable but not too comfortable. Um, maintaining the sense of self-reliance, straight but not too straight. Um, can imagine as if there's a slightly pushing upwards through through the crown of the head, pushing upwards towards the ceiling, just to maintain that um, that straightness of the of the spine. If if you find sit, sit, when you try to sit straight that there that your breath becomes shallow or uneven or unpleasant, then that means that you you need to relax a little bit more. It's too straight. The other. Um, now the point is to sit as still as possible um, because that external stillness will promote the inter internal stillness to a certain degree. And in the, um, in the sitting posture, we are at the very um, um, initial stage of learning how to balance effort and relaxation. Uh, usually in our lives when we put a lot of effort, uh, we don't feel relaxed. And when we relax, we, we're not putting forth effort, we're just lazing around. So this is a new approach, uh, one in which we, we seek to find the optimum balance of effort and relaxation. The, the meditation on the breath um, is one that can, can take the meditator to the very highest levels of uh, meditation, but it's also quite a difficult meditation object, and to ease the mind into the meditation then before focusing attention on a single point in the body, that is to say, the point in the body where we experience the sensation of the inhalation and exhalation 
most clearly, then we can begin with um, a more wide-ranging and relaxed awareness, which <clears throat> is um, encouraging the mind to come within and to put down its interest and obsession with thought and memory. And then as the mind calms down, becomes more clear and bright, then we can turn our focus to the one point in the body that um, we find the breath most congenial to us. So we can begin by practicing mindfulness with breathing. And what I mean by that is that we um, are aware of different physical sensations arising in the body simultaneous with the inhalation and the exhalation. So we begin by recognizing, by being aware of sensations in the first area of the body, meaning the head, the face and the neck. So what is the present sensation, the present feeling that we experience in that area of head, face and neck, not trying to visualize these areas, but simply awakening to whatever might be going on there. The second area of the body is the area from the shoulders, the arms, the hands and the fingers. Experience perhaps some pulsing feelings or warmth or pains or whatever they might be. Uh, we're developing the ability just to be present to them uh, without feelings of like or dislike, simply neutral, bright, awake. Third area of the body, the torso, front of the body, the, the chest area, the lungs, um, the tummy, the abdomen, the back, hold of the back from the base of the neck to the tailbone, the coccyx. So breathe in and breathe out, expansion, the contraction, any of the feeling, any feelings that present themselves to consciousness, we're simply aware of those feelings. Then the feelings in the lower part of the body from the hips, down through the legs, the knees, calves, shins, ankles, feet, toes, being aware of whatever sensations are present. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
the inhalation, whatever sensations are present, the exhalation. Now as we breathe in and breathe out, be aware of the sensations in the whole body, from top of the head, tips of the toes, without choosing, without focusing on any particular part of the body, being present as the inhalation proceeds, as the exhalation proceeds, recognizing, being aware of whatever physical sensation arises simply knowing it, it arises, it passes away, not grasping at it, not pushing it away, in a very relaxed but awake mode of mind, <coughs> putting the effort into awareness, but it's an effort imbued with relaxation. Just as if the body is an oxygen balloon, something which expands and contracts. Feeling it in the head and in the arms and the torso and the legs. If the mind is still uh, distracted and still shooting around into past and future and this and that, then we can go through the different areas of the body one by one, followed by recognition of the whole of the body as for as many times as we like. But if we feel that's sufficient, then we now focus our attention on the sensation of the breath at one particular point in the body. This might be at the tip of the nose, within the nostril, at the upper lip, or it might be in the throat or in the chest area. It's not important where the area should be as much as the sense of interest and commitment that we bring to the practice at that point. The feeling of comfort and feeling of enjoyment. So don't... Um, Try to force attention on the breath and have that sense of enjoyment of the inhalation, the whole of the inhalation, enjoyment of the whole of the exhalation. 
<coughs> or another analogy um, preferable to this idea of concentration, which tends to make the mind uh, very stiff and heavy, the idea of appreciation. So we, we're looking at the breath in a way that we might look with appreciation at a beautiful and subtle work of art. The whole of the inhalation, the whole of the exhalation, not allowing our attention to slip even for a moment. And if we're enjoying the breath or appreciating the breath, sustaining the attention in that way is not burdensome. not a heavy, difficult thing that we're trying to do. But perceiving the breath as an object of enjoyment, of appreciation or appreciative attention, attention then the mind is content. And the likelihood of it running off for some interesting or comforting memory or thought or fantasy is much reduced. the mind will inevitably lose its focus and will wander off, recognizing that, becoming aware that the mind has wandered, then without fuss, without compulsion, without regret, very gently but firmly, like a good parent with an errant child, return attention to the breath.
The word Buddha means the awakened one. Buddha quality, as a Buddha as a quality of mind, something that we can all experience to one degree or another, is that sense of wakefulness. And whatever meditation technique we may employ, whatever level of meditation we are exploring, this is the key feature, putting effort into sustaining this sense of wakefulness, alertness, clarity of mind. The enjoyment <coughs> or appreciation of the breath is, uh, needs both a, um, a firmness and a commitment to the practice, but also a very light touch. It's a subtlety of approach. Notice that as soon as the mind puts down its interest in the past and the future and thought and memory, or there is even a few seconds of unbroken, uninterrupted awareness of the breath, how that sense of well-being arises naturally. Notice, observe, remember this. We all paid lip service to the idea that true happiness lies within for as long as we can remember, but we've never really believed it. But now we can get at least an inkling of what that might mean. At the moment, the mind is free of all its attachments, its desires and fears, and its natural, clear, bright state of knowing. It achieves a profound sense of well-being.
And this is not peace through turning away from confusion. It's the peace arises from stabilizing and sharpening and clarifying this sense of knowing. 